You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. How's it going? Hey. hey we meet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice to see you here. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Y'all don't know, but we literally just spoke yesterday, so... <laughs> Not, yeah, not much has happened within the last 12 hours, so I guess we could just get right into it, huh? Yeah, I just want to acknowledge the fact that this is the last of a series, but we will still be doing non-Bravo related content. Don't you sweat. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we can't reveal what we're going to do next, but... If you, have an, if you have an idea, we never plug <laughs> ourselves. If you have an idea, there's an Instagram called housewives.on.display. Send a DM. <laughs> There's an Instagram. It's our Instagram, that Instagram. Yeah, so go in there if you have an idea of some non-Bravo-related content you would like to see. Anyway. As it states on the description, this is P-Valley. We are going to be covering the last two episodes of season one. Uh, we'll just get started. So we're going to start off with the first, the episode seven, and it's titled Last Call for Alcohol. And the description says, Uncle Clifford goes to war for the hearts and minds of Chuckalisa. Back at the club, the Pink family comes together to prepare for its biggest night yet. Uh, so what grade are we giving it? For the Black Panther, Uncle Clifford look alone, A. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you giving it? Yeah, it was a pretty good episode. So good so that I wasn't sober, but still, I almost thought I was watching the finale. Like, I had to double check. I was like, hold on, wait. I didn't skip an episode, right? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. juicy enough that I was like, oh, okay. Like, they're moving faster. Okay. Right. Like, compared to the previous two episodes, extremely fast. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Those feel even slower than they felt when we were watching compared to these two. It starts off, and it's basically like a dream sequence. Um, and we know... It's either a dream or it's some sort of past memory because it is Miss mm-hmm. Haley Autumn Night Savage. Um, and she is she has natural hair. You know, the Haley that we know got wigs on. So <laughs> she's in this like, you know, white lingerie set and she's moving her fro and she's dancing, she's rubbing up her body. Who is she dancing for? Is she dancing for somebody? And then the camera pans over. And it's uh, the boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> 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 now, straight off the bat, this is Montavious. This I was like, okay, so Montavious, right? Also, this my second thought. I guess, like you once said, a one B is Montavious looked different than I had pictured him in my mind. I thought he was going to be older. Montavious. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a little bit of a sugar daddy, a little bit of a pimp. You know what I mean? Oh. Okay. That's what I painted him to be. But so I was confused when I saw this guy. I was like, this is Montavious? Okay. <laughs> and so she's dancing for him, dancing, dancing, dancing. And then the next scene, they kind of walk into, I guess, what is her daughter's room. And he's holding her, you know, their child. And he's smiling. And she's, you know, gazing on dreamily. And then it immediately cuts over to the Haley that we know. Won't say love, but the Haley that we know. She's looking spooked um, <laughs> and strung out. In my <laughs> um, she peels off the newspaper <laughs> on her windows. I guess she's cleaning up. 
It's about time. It's about time. She looks out the window. She sees some kids playing in a dirt yard. So every time she sees a child, period, she has flashbacks? I guess that's that's what's happening. (laughs) Wow. That's tough. Tough, inconvenient, unfair. I mean, all of it. Yeah, kids are everywhere. So (laughs) that's that's really shitty. (laughs) So the next scene... We have our <laughs> So what are you what are you calling this look again? I'm sorry. Just tell them again. It's the Black Panther look. It's <laughs> maybe a Jezebel Black Panther, but nonetheless a Black Panther. So just to give y'all an idea, Uncle Clifford has on a red beret, um, red leather beret. Uh, she has an afro. She has. It's decorated with pins, right? Decorated with pins. She has on a fishnet sheer top, a leather jacket on top, and it looks like a camo fatigue skirt of some sort, and a tambourine in hand. Oh, and a you know, Africa necklace on, and a red rat tail braid. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> Pure insanity. Tits out, a eh? which makes Tits it insane out. enough. Toothpick in mouth. I mean, you honestly, our description is not enough. You gotta go see it. <laughs> Truly, one of her best looks to date. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that this started. This was such a good start to the episode. Mm. It was simply hilarious. <laughs> and the boot has the nerve to have a kitten heel. That also sends me. I think what's even funnier is that the beret is actually crooked to the side. It's not even like on straight. It's like <laughs> yeah. leaning like T.I. hat. Like T.I. <laughs> Literally. It's like all of it has personality. Everything was done on purpose. It's so meticulously executed. I love this look. But apparently, I guess they're at some sort of, you know, picket job, some sort of riot. They're picketing, but what I couldn't understand they're picketing for. I guess they were picketing against. So if you'll remember, Eloise came at the end of last episode and dropped some, spilled some tea where if they can get the church involved, they won't build the casino, period, because the church will think it's full of sin. So this is now the church trying to get it to a vote in picketing so that it'll be a vote, which also helps the pink because then it, it can't be built. Nobody will be buying it. Miss Woodbine has gotten out of jail and put on a different wig, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and just realized in order <laughs> to buy her way back to freedom, she has to work for Uncle Clifford because Uncle Clifford was the one that posted her bail in the first place. And Uncle Clifford was like, bitch, you owe me a favor. Mm-hmm. The next scene, we see... <sighs> these damn boys again <laughs> it's um you know the brothers can't remember the name right now and um andre and they're arguing over the land he's trying to get them to make it a lease so that they can also get one percent gross revenue of the casino i mean yeah two-thirds of the cotton trio is here and they're trying to <laughs> i don't know get a lease out of this even though they're pissed they're livid about this lease and you know god daddy is stewing because they're going off on god daddy instead of instead Mm -hmm. of andre because 
they have the end with God Daddy. He's supposed to be doing them favors. They'll keep him in office. So, because they're well connected because old money. So he owes them and he's not doing his side of the deal. So they're threatening God Daddy and he's not happy. Exactly. He said, I'm feeling like I'm standing in a tractor in the middle of the field and I'm getting a lot of shit kicked about me, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of slave right, analogy like, is that? <laughs> if I was supposed to relate to that, I didn't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so honestly, the most important thing to get from this is that the brothers signed off on this lease agreement deal instead of to just sell the land outright, and that they're also supposed to get some sort of, you know, one percent gross profit from the uh, whatever the casino brings in, um, and that. Clearly, Andre and God Daddy has some sort of weirdness going on in their relationship now. They're in troubled waters. And it's also revealed that Corbin swung by earlier and signed because his name is already on the dotted line. Exactly. Um, and then also, it's important to note, <laughs> Eloise comes in and apparently the ribbon cutting has been postponed due to an unforeseeable event. And God Daddy asks, is it raining? Question mark. And then he's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> right. And then she quickly turns on the news and you see the picket down at Chuckalisa. And I gotta talk about what the fuck it said on the TV because Insane. It says live breaking news, new casino. Chuckalisa says casino. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but headlines really the wordplay is always insane in the headlines I really fucked with that that was really great (laughs) and then so it shows um, you know just video footage of the real time picket and um, he's just (laughs) it's Sister Woodbine at the uh, pulpit I'll call it pulpit for now because (laughs) wherever she is on stage, it's a pulpit, no matter what it is. And uh, Black Panther Uncle Clifford is standing next to her, tambourine in hand, Black Power symbol. So, um. <laughs> fucking arm in arm with Patrice. Arm in arm with Patrice. And it's just hilarious that somehow everyone's convinced to pick it against the casino. But like, there's already a strip club there, so it's like, so it's like the irony. Yeah, the irony is not lost upon us. Yeah, so like, somehow Sister Wilbon just has such a sway with her audience that they're willing to pick at the casino, but (laughs) they're not really saying anything about the fact that there's a whole strip club called P Valley, or well, it's not the P Valley; it's the bank. This is what you know. I always have to come with an acting note on this show in particular. The acting that Uncle Clifford's true person, whoever that actor or actress is, whatever they identify as, the the way the body movements are and just the, like, being very expressive all the time and every expression lands. It just tracks. It is, they are fully embodying Uncle Clifford as a character. Like, I can't even imagine, like, reading that script, like, not yet seeing this person play this person because like he or she has fully taken it on 
It's crazy. It's, it's really like because I think the actor's name is Nico. Is Nico mm-hmm. a method actor, actress, or was this role just made for Nico? Like I'm, I'm very, very curious. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, not a. There are some other, you know, people of their trade in this show, and Uncle Clifford soars above the rest. Like, it's insane to me the star power Nico brings to the screen. Right. There's just no way I feel like you can really watch this show and not like Uncle Clifford. And like, be obsessed. Like, obsessed. So, the next scene's just a quick little blurb. Mercedes is. What is she at? At the clinic or something? And um, she looks up. She sees her mom on the news. With... Not at the clinic. She's at the. Um, I'm sure she's trying to do money withdrawal, right? Okay, because I saw some girls talking about an IUD, and I was like, "Wait, where are they?" <laughs> but okay. Um, she was just having a private conversation in public. You know how they do. But so she's trying to get some money withdrawn, and she looks up and she sees on the news. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off like that. I was just. I was a couple seconds behind, so I just ended the God Daddy scene. God Daddy did not say to Andre, can you pull your dick out of my ass, Andre? What in the world? Who says that to somebody? Can you pull your dick out of my ass? I have never heard anyone say that. I've never even heard a bottom say that. <laughs> yeah, like, that is so <laughs> degrading to yourself, but to make the point that he's the one in the wrong? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! And that's your godson. Ooh, I don't like the way that was written in there. Like I said, clearly they're trying to like establish there's some sort of tension, but I was just like that. It's a bit much. Oh wow! Are they fuck? Okay, stop it. Uh, Sister Woodbine's new wig is wait, not a part in sight. Not a part is sight. Please get Moses there. I need to part it. Please. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, like I said, Mercedes looks up. She sees her mom and Uncle Clifford on TV. And Uncle Clifford lets the audience know, come down to the pink and sign a petition. Not the casino's got to go. Not hey, hey, ho, ho. The casino's got to go. Right. So, obviously, Mercedes is pissed because all she sees is her mother and Uncle Clifford, Ace Boone Coon type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, like, beyond the fact that, like, you're fraternizing with the devil, in this case. You're also getting my mom to support you. My mom has never supported the pink in any capacity, and now all of a sudden she's out here doing a whole fucking, like, protest on your behalf. Like, come on. I'd be a little upset, too. Yeah, like you didn't even come bail me out of jail. What you doing next to her? Right. So the next scene, Uncle Clifford is <laughs> driving back to her house with all her picket signs. Stuff Please tell car. me you read the picket sign that says Mayor Ruffing's a sellout and it's a picture of him with devil horns. And then there's one <laughs> in the back seat that says gambling is a sin in all red. That gives me... <laughs> Major, this is a very niche joke, but this gives me major Willard preacher vibes. Like these signs <laughs> are insane. So as Uncle Clifford pulls up, she sees Corbin sitting on her porch, and Corbin is fucked 
Okay. He got his ass beat or he sat there and got his ass beat. I'm not sure which, but he got his motherfucking ass beat. He has blood, bruises, swollen up. Eye. Like, he just looks nuts. So Clifford's like, please tell me you got a couple licks in at least. <laughs> While she's, you know, giving him some first aid. Not to get in the weeds here. But the special effects, particularly on the swollen shut eye, quote unquote. Yeah, not the best. <laughs> okay. It's super red. It's like pepperoni red. I'm like, that's not. <sighs> okay, go ahead. That's not how it looks. I was just going to say that's not how it looks. It wouldn't be red like that. It almost looks like it's scar- like it's like it got stitched up on the outer rim. You know what I mean? It's like a dark circle around it. And then the way the swelling is, it just it looks the swelling it is more swelling underneath it than yeah. the actual eye. It really makes and... no sense to me, particularly. <laughs> and the guy is still opening up his eye. Like that wouldn't be the point. The point is the swelling. You really can't open your eye or blink. Yeah, like the, but also only in the inner corner, which is insane. It, if it was any part would be open, it would not be the inner corner. The gash and blood, whatever, is fine, but that bruise makeup, budget cuts. <laughs> Even the special effects they use on it, it looked like it's just like a paint, like they just made, put a green screen on top of his eye and then they had this thing floating there the whole time and they used like an edit. It's That's my point, yeah. It's just... Not great. Cuts. Not great. <laughs> Listen, this is no uh, HBO production. I'll give you that. <laughs> Ooh, you're coming for stars. You know what my favorite streaming app is? Stars. I get all... <laughs> <laughs> I get all the well, latest and greatest TV shows on stars. My favorite show, believe it or not, now that power's law, is Ghost. And I get to watch it every Sunday on stars. Sponsored <laughs> by stars. stars. <laughs> Use code on display for 10%. <laughs> anyway. But I guess they're, so basically, Uncle Clipper's just saying that um, you know, she wants in on the leasing deal hookup too. Corbin's like, not everybody's supposed to know about it. And then he says, you know, these backward, backwards N-words. <laughs> but he says it with the hard R. And Uncle Clifford was like, ooh, Corbin, yo, crack aside is overriding. <laughs> <laughs> and that was true because even I was like, ooh, Corbin, you He's sure like, you want to say that? He's like, you best replace that er with an uh. <laughs> I was like, oh, she right, because it did come out a little fresh. And look, guys, we have lives outside of the show, and we say that word all the time. And look, and I'll use a hard R, but I'm a black girl. So, and even when I say it, it's not appropriate. So, <sighs> right, it's very controversial. So, for Corbin to just come out, while looking at a, a dark-skinned man. Right, being biracial, staring at a dark-skinned man or woman that is in full Black Panther drag. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's not great. Uh, <laughs> it was a choice. It was a choice. And doesn't Uncle Clifford basically say, like, see you never? Because she's trying to save the club, but in order to save the club, and the casino will have to go, and then that means Corbin and his family don't get any money. 
his brothers continue to beat his ass, I guess. <laughs> um, because if they had sold it at that point, then they could have just gotten the money and like ran, even if the club never the came, to never came to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I, I always with some actor notes, I can't help it. It it's great when, you know, two people's like their wishes and their intentions are just go head to head. It's just great to watch two characters mm-hmm. be like, if both, if I want to win and if you want to win, those two scenarios can't happen at the same time. So it's either me or you, and I'm going to choose me. And that's just how it goes. Uh, and again, you know, Corbin, he's, <clears throat> he's still smarting from the fight. It's like, I, he, he, he has to go through with it now, you know, and he has to make sure that it happens because. If the leasing deal doesn't go through now, it will be bullets in that gun. You best fucking believe. <laughs> Ain't no Russian roulette bit. Okay. So the next scene, we have our little murder. And he is, I guess, yeah, down at the pink. He's practicing. He's reading his, his raps. Um, and everybody's stressed out because he's not doing good. <laughs> he sounds trash. So much so that I didn't even realize it was his song. I didn't even realize it was that song. He was underperforming it so much. DJ Never Scared says, is this a barbecue? Because he's serving slaw. I personally didn't enjoy that one. Um, I'm beyond. Gotta be honest. I'm beyond glad that you brought that up because, quite honestly, I didn't sleep that night. I watched this because of that particular line. <laughs> <laughs> it was DJ Neverscare is always trying to do like a. It's got to be a salad. It's got to be a sandwich. Where are you going with the cornbread? Like, what is going on? Is he? What's his storyline got to do with food? Is he going? He just come out as a chef? Like. Are, I'm are, confused. Are they, like, are they just trying to give him a personality quirk and he just always compares things to food or I, I don't know. But so finally, you know, uh, Mississippi, Miss Mississippi, I'm sorry. She tells DJ Nevsky, cut the track, cut the track. Um, and takes Little Murder to the, a back room and she's like, what, what the fuck? What are we going to do? You murdered that track, but not in a good way. And he's like, I just need to practice. And she's like, you need to get over your stage fright. Yeah, it's interesting that I hadn't like thought about that being part of his character. I was like, oh, okay. Stage fright, okay. <laughs> they make him, he really is a, quite a uh, complex character. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to fake, which I enjoy. Honestly, it's very interesting. I feel like the men... <clears throat> have much more depth in yes and sorry much more dynamic on this show no it's okay a much more dynamic on this show than the women by again a landslide because <laughs> it's almost like they sat down they were doing character development for all of these characters and the adjectives and words they wanted to use to describe the men was a laundry list and for the women they could come up with only a few <laughs> like I, women, we just we just need them to be pretty and want to make money and shake their ass but for the guys <laughs> it's, it's not that I'm necessarily opposed to it I, I feel like in terms of like TV shows women get more 
character development a lot of times than um, the men do. Mm-hmm. The only show I can think of that was quite the exception. Two shows, really. Um, Game of Thrones and Mad Men. I feel like it was pretty equal, honestly, in terms of like what the women were going through and what the men were going through mm-hmm. um, and, and their developments as characters. But in general, I feel like so was the Sopranos. You would, you, I think the Sopranos was depth on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one is it's interesting because it's either it's just the women with the depth or both. It's equal. I don't feel like I can really name a show where it's just the men than the women. Yeah, like it's interesting. I would have to really sit and think. I'm sure there's a show that exists. It's probably called like Men or Brothers or you know, like something like that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a show that exists, but from the shows I watch, scripted shows, yeah, even non-scripted, really. Right. So something to note. But anyway, so Mississippi. Oh, I said non-scripted, unscripted. I'm not stupid. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> she is stupid. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mississippi is like, you need to give up your stage fright, and she has the perfect plan for him to do so. She takes him into the, I forgot what this room is called, is it the champagne room or something like that? It's <laughs> probably the champagne room. <laughs> With the champagne room. What is it, the um the Mario Luigi room? No, it's like a regular, like, it's the room outside of the Mario Luigi room. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like the holding cell before you go into the Mario yeah, Luigi room. the holding cell. And it's hella okay, dirty. So- yeah, it's well because no one cleaned it from last night. So the more the, the name of the room is not what it's important. <gasps> you know what the fucking vibes gives me? It looks like fucking Arizona's Giselle's daughter's restaurant. It has the same color palette. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like that. The same Bordeaux feel. Okay, go ahead. So they're in Arizona's and he is standing on the little the but there's a table in there. He's standing on it butt naked and with his eyes closed for some reason, just so she could say, "Open your eyes." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So she's talking to talking to him, trying to 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 plug it into his mind that he needs to just you know the classic focus on yourself, pretend like you're naked. Just feel the vibe, you know. Just whatever she had to tell him to perk him up. Close your eyes and feel it, she says. And what's so interesting is they usually tell you as the performer to imagine the crowd naked. So it's funny that him being naked made him comfortable, or like just I guess it's because you're so vulnerable. It's like, well, I'm already naked. Like, what more could I do to fuck up? Honestly, right? It's it's kind of like I'm already naked. I can't hide behind anything now. And if I feel like... Yeah, you're so vulnerable. They have all of you. Mm -hmm. And if I want to distract you from the fact that I'm naked, then I gotta gotta bring it. I gotta fucking perform. So that in the back of your mind, it's like, oh, like you're not even thinking like, oh, he was naked. It was, damn, he was rapping. You know what I mean? So maybe that's, maybe that was the the science behind it. Unclear. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, obviously, after he's doing that, he's delivering it, and he's amazing. (laughs) 
rapper turned singer. Uh, so I'm falling, 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 falling. So the next scene, Uncle Clifford meets up with the sheriff that we saw in the first episode. Uh, what look are we calling this? Uh, not the booty shorts with the neon biker shorts underneath. <laughs> in the fucking Tim's. <laughs> I would call it slutty gangster, slutty hood rat, slutty. It's something with the do rag and the Tim's have to be acknowledged, but also the fact that he has on booty shorts or she has on booty shorts. And she has on a gold chain. Like all of that must be addressed, but it's also but, slutty. But the tattoo also has a fuck it's floral print. Like <laughs> what's going on? What is this look? Durag darling? I mean, who is this? I was gonna say Hood Barbie. So Hood Barbie or Durag Darling. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Whichever. Like it's Hood Rat Barbie hyphen Durag Darling. <laughs> wow. Oh, snap. At what point we need to like we really should have been writing down these names because we need to like post pictures of these outfits. With right, people. we low-key need to tell Nico that we've come up with all of these. I don't know if he has or she has or whoever, but we have for every <laughs> fucking look. I'm gonna do like a fucking fashion show show rule. Yeah. Like, <laughs> take pictures and sketches of this shit and I'm gonna write the name right underneath. Okay. Anyway, the point of this meeting, I'm actually very unclear, but the sheriff gives Uncle Clifford some sort of paperage and basically says yeah like the pink is going on the auction block tomorrow he's like upset see you go but you know you gotta get the hell up out of here yeah and no more dirty cop work either exactly the most important thing to note from this scene honestly is that as the sheriff is uh, getting back in his car and is about to pull out a lot Haley pulls up she walks out he sees her and he was like, hmm, she looks familiar. Opens his glove box, pulls out a sign, a missing person sign. And there she go, looking like the same damn person. But what do we go? Looking like she's on the run. So Uncle Clifford in the next scene barges into her office. And she sees Mercedes sitting there waiting for her. <laughs> Obviously, Mercedes' mean mother hand is mad. Uncle Clifford pretends like she don't really see her. So basically, Mercedes is just, you know, asking Uncle Clifford, why the fuck are you in cahoots with my mom? Like, what the fuck are y'all up to? Questions that do need answers. Uh, you know, Uncle Clifford just lets her know the master plan. that She was trying to get her to persuade everybody to sign a petition so that the pink wouldn't close or wouldn't be up for op- uh, the auction block literally tomorrow. Yeah, unfortunately, Uncle Clifford is working a little reactively versus proactively it's kind of already done when she was stuffing those overdue bills yeah, that would have been the time to get a picketer or two in here and it's supposed to be a sad scene you know she's like without this club i don't have anything and these girls they don't have nowhere to go who's gonna take care of them who's gonna hire big l <laughs> i barely wanted to hire big l <laughs> mercedes quickly remember um you know Tell us Uncle Clifford, okay, what was rule 24.5? Which is no prayer at the pink, just in case you forgot. And basically, she's like, get your shit the fuck together. What are we going to do now? What's done is done. You know, black people. They only let you cry for about maybe five seconds. <laughs> and then after that, it's like... What's your plan? Yeah. 
on Clipper Rule 55.99. Yeah, how many rules are in this rule book? (laughs) But wait, the points is what kills me. Right. How do you go to what's 55.99? Because <laughs> <laughs> does that mean there's a 0.98 and a 0.97 and a 0.96? Or does it mean it's nah. just a 0.99? Probably not. And why not six? Why not 56? Why weren't we rounding at this point? I have so many questions. It's funny. But in case you're wondering, rule 55.99 is even when there ain't no money raining, dance like tonight's your last night. <laughs> <laughs> These rules are crazy. <laughs> and so Uncle Clifford implores Mercedes to please come and shake her ass. Have her last night that she owes her. And they point. <laughs> and the Mercedes is not really having it. She's like, why don't you ask Sister Woodbine? <laughs> Patty. And Uncle Clifford grabs her by the arm and points her to this dilapidated black and white screen TV in the corner. Mm-mm. Security care and it's like, come on, they, they depending on you. They need you, Mercedes. After all the shit I done for you, you know, one of those laying it on real thick mm-hmm. guilt trip. And you can see it's kind of working on her. She, her mind, the wheels turning. She may not be the captain of her own dance studio, but she is the captain of this club. She said, "Don't you make me bury the pink without my bottom, bitch." Without my bottom, bitch. She was like, really <laughs> passionate. And she walks into that girl. I, I don't know what she's a clerk. I, I don't know what this woman. She's the house mother. I'm assuming the house mother of some sort. Anyway, she tells her, "I need you to whip me up some floss real quick." AKA, you know, now that we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So the next scene, the girls, are, uh, Mercedes and. Haley, Lakeisha, Autumn, Night Savage are in what we are temporarily calling Arizona's because <laughs> so we can't remember that. the fucking names of this place. Um, and they're basically, you know, exchanging a drop, and then um, Haley pays, you know, Mercedes for her troubles, and gives her a little bit of extra, and Mercedes is like, "Not as too much." I did 10K work. I only want 10K. Um, she's like, I got a plan to finesse the rest of the money I need for my gym. If you ask me, Mercedes is being stupid. I didn't realize her plan to get the money was flimsy. So the next scene, we're at the the um, park that they had the, the picketing at. <laughs> and it's a mess. They left their chairs. There's popcorn. There's picket signs up. There's balloons and shit. I see a sign that says, lose your soul with just one roll. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming up with these taglines to put them on these signs? And so God Daddy is talking to Andre and he's like, after we acquire the pink at the auction tomorrow, I'm done with you. All because they trashed the park. He was so excited to have this mayor reference park. <laughs> you know what I mean? I- I'm not understanding how like their relationship is disintegrating in such a crazy way, but it's fine. Uh, we never got to see the good times with them. <laughs> you know? Like, it seems like it was always rough territory. But hey. So the next scene, we're back at the pink. And Uncle Clifford is giving her girls what is seemingly one last pep talk. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in life, you got to take an L to get to the W. This, unfortunately, sometimes, Gidget starts crying. Per usual, she's so emotional. 
<laughs> and Uncle Clifford is like. That's when she brings up that ordinance that the police officer had come to earlier talking about no titties, no tequila, or they shut the shit down. So everyone's mad about that because they're like, how are we supposed to make the VIP money if we can't show our titties? And then Mercedes, you know, because she is the bottom bitch. She's like, we just got to shake them Tia and Tamara's so hard. They think they see titties. I didn't enjoy her calling them Tia's. Again, the writing. It's not (laughs) bashing the writers. It's just that Skrilla on top of Tia Tamara's on top of the whole salad food storyline. It's a, a few dialogue choices that I'm not a huge fan of. Exactly. Agreed. So they all bow their heads in prayer. Hallelujah! <laughs> I pray that you let the pink have one last big ass bang. Please, Jesus, help DJ never scare bump his beef like he ain't never bumped him before. <laughs> help my Tay dress our girls in her best floss finery. <laughs> Please make sure Big L and Diamond don't let Nan one motherfucker in the door unless they sign that casino petition. And make sure you're wearing your damn radios because it's going to be basically crazy. Up here. So I'd be sick if I wasn't part of the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just a regular bitch. You don't gotta bless me, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm just stripper. <laughs> but Uncle Clifford just goes down the line and shouts everybody out, except for one of the hoes that can no longer... She can't even see her toes, so I don't know. I'm not understanding what that was gonna happen, but... Why is she in the huddle? <laughs> sit, get get out of here. Don't even sit down on the side. Get out of here. Yeah, you're on maternity leave. <laughs> The, the prayer was very long, okay? And so Uncovered is still praying, and she is begging for the money men to come tonight. She said, bring the drug dealers, the scammers. <laughs> <laughs> because my girls, my bitches got bills to pay. Everyone's feeling it. The Holy Ghost is going. In the name of the Father, the Son, and these asses and titties. Amen. So the next scene, so are just a couple of montages. Everyone's getting ready. We're cleaning you know cl- cleaning the, the the club we're cleaning the poles we're getting the bar set up we're getting mercedes floss ready we're getting the wings cooked uh mercedes has on like a pearl number it's like a a pearl v-neck monokini type <laughs> <laughs> Very intriguing outfit. I've, it looks great on her, though. Um, could I wear it? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, not at all. That's that on that. The next scene, we see Lil Murda with Uncle Clifford, and they're walking through the woods. And Uncle Clifford's like, are you planning on drowning me? I done already been baptized. Why is she obsessed with like the idea of someone trying to drown her? Like, remember they were going to get thrown in the river as homosexuals, and then like now they go anywhere near some trees. She's like, "What are you going to do? Drown me? What is her fear with drowning?" Maybe somebody tried to drown her, or maybe, (laughs) (laughs) or maybe she um really did see like a friend drown. I don't know. Maybe there has to be something. Maybe we'll get the backstory eventually at some point. Right, maybe some reason why the grandmother's blind has to do with drowning. Who knows? Who knows? But it's revealed that 
in the clear of the forest that there's on Clifford's car and there's like some string lights all throughout and it's lit up and clearly Little Murder wanted to have a little romantic getaway for a little bit. That's what I'm like, okay, all romantic. We all romantic as shit. And so Uncle Clipper, you know, she's like, that's awful kind. <laughs> They're having their teenage love affair. You know, it's cute. And she like, how do you get my car? He like, uh, I stole it. You see me with the keys? Obviously, I fucking stole it. And so they're smoking. A little murder blows smoking. <laughs> and Uncle Clifford's mouth. You know how that. He took a bottom position this whole entire like thing. I feel like, not to stereotype, but I feel like it would be the bottom that would do the romantic shit like this and be the one to like blow the smoke into. You know, daddy's mouth, and then we haven't quite gotten there with that too. I like that little murder was kind of taking like no, but that again, not really though. Because when you think about like in at least like a heterosexual relationship, you you really want the man to go all out and do shit like this. I mean, you do, but who's usually the more romantic one, the woman? Um, you don't think the woman is romantic, but I don't feel like. But like, you look crazy as a woman, like doing a candlelit dinner and like I don't know for me I feel like I need the man to be the one like setting shit up otherwise like if I'm doing it it's like (laughs) it feels desperate in my opinion I believe the woman like needs it but the man will and the man does it because he knows the woman needs it and they start having you know sex right because little murder went straight for his own peen and um, Mama said, "Not tonight. I don't want to fuck up my glam." So yeah. they did something a little different. Once again, we see we're back in the pink. We're in the dressing room. Mississippi, of course, has more bruises on her arm. Like this time on her forearm. What are you doing? Like grabbing yeah. her forearm all the time and squeezing it. Like what is happening? I was just very peculiar about the bruising placement. Obviously, this person who put the makeup on is not medical personnel. Um, because right, so we're calling <laughs> attention to the fact that FX needs some work. Yeah, because that doesn't the bruising doesn't make any sense unless he like smashed something on her forearm. Um, but if it's supposed to look like he's like grabbing her bruising, there it's not like a fingerprint pattern. Like you know what I mean? So that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what's going on there, but the implication is that she's getting her ass beat. So, but we know that already. Right, get it so, like, why doesn't she just leave him? I mean, we're all wondering. We're all wondering, and again, you know, do women ever leave their abusers? Like, I shouldn't say do women ever, but it takes a lot for some women to leave their abusers. And even then, you know, sometimes the worst time is, not even sometimes, the worst time to leave an abuser is, you know, when you leave them. So it's like, that's generally when you... <laughs> I'm saying, like, that's generally when you start to get, like, he gets... They say that women are being abused. That the the most dangerous time for them is when they leave their abuser anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's easier said than done to be like, why wouldn't she just leave him? She also has a kid with him, so... Newborn at that. <laughs> right, so you, you already know how that goes. So 
my Tater House mother, as we will call her, she's, you know, throwing some makeup on top of her FX makeup and she's covering it. <laughs> and a quick next scene is Andre's at, you know, some bar drowning his sorrows. And Haley texts him one last dance. And right. So during he- that whole like makeup on the special effects makeup scene, she's staring like in a distance. Her eyes look heavy. We can't tell what's going on, but we can tell she's <laughs> <laughs> just know this is her status quo, like all the fucking time. I'm tired of it. So the next scene, Teddy Diamond's outside. He's smoking. <laughs> this scene, I live for this scene. <laughs> He got his, you know, his ear pausing. He's listening to music. Worth it. Noting that there are the headphones with the wires. You know, that's, that was a little bit older. I guess I was just show that he don't got money like that. Like, I don't know what was the point of. So anyway, so he was looking real good, too. He got a couple of chains on. I was the neck was glittery. That's what I glittery. saw. And I'm trying to see if that's a blunt or a cigarette. It's a cig. He loves to smoke a cig. Obviously, Mississippi runs out here while he's smoking. And she goes and sits at the little picnic bench table, whatever. And obviously, he has to come over. He takes the time to get one last pull. And then he, you know, puts out his cig. He pauses his music. <laughs> sits next to her. He's like, you are right. And, you know, basically, she just expresses that she's nervous for the night. I really can't believe this moment came to me. You know, Mercedes has been always in the headliner, and that was my turn. Right, so the stage fright storyline is flipped. Right now, she's the one experiencing the stage fright. And so he's a man of few words. He's a man of few words. What, <laughs> what, what, what he does do. <laughs> that is completely out of left field, you all. <laughs> he takes off a necklace. And we're wondering, oh, like, okay. And he hands it to her. She's like, Diamond, what is this? So he tells her, you know, this here carnelian, one of them healing crystals. And um, basically says it's supposed to give you courage. And when he was over in Iraq, which where did that ever come from? But okay. <laughs> when he was over in Iraq, one of, one of my boy's girls used to send him to him. He taught us about it. And he had it in his pocket when he cuts off. He's a little disturbed when you know. Uh, instantly he saving me. Yeah. <laughs> he died saving me. He instantly gets a shot of PTSD. Like it shoots through his pocket. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Except for where did this come from? <laughs> like most of the things, like. Not that I can predict everything, but usually things make sense or I can predict it. This, I could never have seen coming. They didn't allude to this at all. You know what? And if they did, I completely missed it. Right. Maybe I need to go back. To say it. <laughs> but I watched every one of his scenes with bated breath because I was waiting for him to have a storyline and I never saw <laughs> him being a vet. So anyway, so he says it gave him courage. So he's hoping that it will give her some. And so she asks him to put it on her. He's yeah. breathless at the side of her smile. He's First just... of all, he looks bashful as hell. What the fuck did he think? That's what I'm saying. He looked absolutely breathless when she smiled at him and asked him to put it on. 
I think you're cute. Right? He's so close to her. As he's putting it on, she's getting a little <laughs> hot and bothered with him all on top of her. What in the Fifty Shades heavy breathing are they doing? Right. You too. No, this, this is not supposed to be that much of a turn on. Um, And so he's like, you know, unnecessarily. Uh, there you go. And um, you know, they're almost like an Eskimo kiss damn near. It's just very like passionately staring at each other but then he's also looking off kind of bashful he's a little nervous <laughs> she's trying to get him to make eye contact she's like, Wait, what? <laughs> where did this submission from him come from I'm just saying I never knew again the men are layered never saw all of this coming for his character I thought he, he was lit. he was not like this literally last week so I'm not really <laughs> I am so interested where this character development came out of like where did this come from it's really intriguing if to see him like this now i need to see him more often if this is the weird dynamic he's bringing me now he's also weird so now i want to see it i'm gonna say so i mean i think they're just trying to show that like she just has such an impact on him yeah, it's gonna be one of those where you're like, oh, you calm me down, you know? Or I, I'm using my mind's going a mile a minute. I usually get, you know, his PTSD thing, and then he's gonna be like, but you know, with you, like, I don't, I don't think those thoughts. Yeah, and so they're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and close. Oh, are they gonna? Ooh. And then they're interrupted by none other than Gidget, who is out here screaming and shit because she finds out that Duffy's not coming because he has a last minute run. So she does all of that only to go back inside. So I thought that was very peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not to pick at the writing here, but it just wouldn't make sense that she would storm out to to yell that out loud to come back inside. Right. They clearly just don't want to see these characters kiss. So they're going to draw out that romance. And okay, fine. So the mood is broken, nonetheless, and Daddy Diamond says he's gonna go back out to the front. So the next scene, it's the parking lot, and it's going. <laughs> Very reminiscent of Mercedes last night, but maybe more packed? Question mark. Yeah, know? I was gonna say I need a side by side. Right, and so it's Murder Night featuring Miss Miss. It says on the the sign, and you know everybody need moms online. Everybody's. Ready to go, teed up. And so Lil Murder's boys walk up to the front. So he pulls off to the side. And if you're somebody that watches television as much as I do, you already know what's about to happen with that. But put a brief little pin in it. Because then Derek comes up right after him. And just because you forgot, Derek is Miss Mississippi's abuser. <laughs> so yeah. Diamond's like, ain't she supposed to be home babysitting? And then Daddy Diamond, exerting the only power he really has in the situation, is like, well, then you need to get in line like everybody else. And helpfully points him to where he should go, which is all the way in the back. <laughs> he had the nerve to roll in with his boys. With two of his boys. And then, because there's so much going on in this penultimate episode, Daddy Diamond turns to the next customer in line. And is none other than Montavious. 
uh, Daddy Diamond doing his job so diligently. He's, you know, scanning for the metal, you know, the metal detector, whatever, and he <laughs> comes across, you know, something. It, it goes off near Montavis's feet. He's like, "You got some goods to declare," and he looks, bends down, and that little knife, like, looked like it would do a stab, wouldn't it? It, it was a prison shit for sure. Like, that <laughs> was like a hardcore sharp ass knife. Okay. And so Andre's next. We're scanning him. He's clean. And then the guys recognize him. Big L's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's that man. <laughs> That's the casino guy, basically. Right, the enemy. Right. And so basically, long story short, they make him sign the petition. But they have a sign that says, no John Hancock, no Hardcock. <laughs> Stop the casino in red. <laughs> just in case you were confused as to what we're doing tonight so we're, the next scene we're flashed back to the guy that was a part of Lil Murder's crew who had to step aside for a phone call because he's that much of a mogul he's setting up some sort of deal with some person because he's like yeah he's going up at 1230 we're going to be at the DJ booth I'll let him know alright bet and as he's about to go back he looks up and he sees Lil Murda holding hands and chuckling, hitting each other like love is due. This look, mm, I'm not sure, to be honest. To me, it's glitzy. The tits are out again. The tits are out again, and it's glitzy, but she has like some sort of like cape robe and like high boots. Yeah, it looks like um like a boxer, like a glitzy boxer kind of thing. You know what I mean? Okay, so a glitzy boxer. Okay. <laughs> a glitzy boxer it is. And so, yeah, like I said, like, the, the friend that caught them coming out, like, he's, like, he looks confounded, surprised, maybe a little disgusted, shocked, whatever. The next scene, we're in the club. Gidget's is at the bar drinking her sorrows away because she mad at her man ain't coming. Her, her fine-ass man, I'm not going to fake. I'd be mad, too. Mm-hmm. Derek, Keyshawn's man, comes up, and he's like, I want a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> a bottle top shelf if you got it and everybody knows who he is so the girls are giving him attitude they're like oh whatever then Gidget says top shelf bottle for a bottom shelf motherfucker <laughs> I mean <laughs> and the bartender's like alright now Gidget don't start nothing off in here and then Gidget you know with audacity of a stripper I guess I don't know so she goes so you came here to support Keisha on her big night and he's like so this is my last chance now ain't it and get just like, you better not be causing her no trouble. Knowing damn well he is. Right. And he's like, or what? What you gonna do? She's like, I'll take Keyshawn and the babies will come live with me. <gasps> he's like, in a dusty ass trailer park? With you and your cracked out mama? Have you met Keyshawn? Yeah, I hated that. He was like, keep laughing because she gonna wisen up and she gonna leave your sorry ass. And then he does this little, little, uh, fast jerk movement and swipes some dollars across her titties <laughs> and puts the money in her bra and he's like basically Keyshawn ain't leaving me. Now that I've settled into the fact that he's an evil abuser he's kind of hot too. <gasps> You're sick. So right next to that whole debacle Miss Haley Autumn Night Keisha Savage is dancing. Ew. With some man who has on the darkest shades I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and 
in the middle of this dark ass club. So I'm really confused at what's happening there. But she's giving him some sort of her lap dance one two. She turns around, she sees Andre. She's like, Oh my god, it's my man. And he does not walk over with glasses and a drink in hand. <laughs> yes, he does, because he's prepared. And so we're back in Arizona's and she's giving a whole dance. But I guess this time was a lot. I will say that. A, she was more confident than we've seen her in like ever. Usually she looks hella nervous. She didn't look nervous at all. Oh, hella like, nervous, hella stiff, all of that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, she getting into it. Okay. And then B, she got butt ass naked. That was a level we hadn't seen it taken to quite. Right. Yeah. Just know, y'all, that at this point she is taking off her bra and she has a skimpy panty on. And remember that Uncle Clifford said, no titties or tequila. So she shouldn't be having her titties out, but she do anyway. And so Andre's phone is ringing, ringing, ringing. We look up. It's Brittany. That's his wife. So he declines the phone call. I think he declined it twice. Yeah. Right? And so they're locked in a passionate embrace. They're dancing. And, well, she's dancing on him. She's like, I'm leaving. He's like, where you going? She's like, why you want to come? You know, all the things you got to do to get extra money out of your customer, I guess. <laughs> when she yeah, like- was without bottoms and riding him forward, I was like, whoa, things, things are happening like really quickly. I'm like, you could have just fucked this man. If you're going to do all of that. She was ready to go. Right. So like she said, she's straddling this man butt naked. They're almost making love in this club, pretty much. Yeah. What else is there to say about that? And so the phone rings again. She's like, I think you better take this. It could be an emergency. She takes it for him. And she takes it for him and answers it and puts it to his ear. And he's looking a little betrayed. But she's still dancing on him. That's the crazy part. So Brittany's like, Andre, where are you? He's like, I'm at my place. And she's like, really? Because I'm at your place. And basically, you ain't here. And what's that noise in the background? So then he changes his story quickly and says he's at the bar watching the game. And she's like, oh, I'll come down. And he's like, no, 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 no. Stay there. How did she get into the hotel room? I'll be right up, dear. Probably that messy receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> that is a violation of um, privacy. You cannot just let somebody into somebody's hotel room. Right, just because I'd be like, yeah, I'm his wife. Okay, what if I'm running away from this bitch? <laughs> like, what is she crazy? What's she trying to kill me? Like, why you just let people in my room? But okay. Exactly. Not really. So... You know, they look at each other. They realize the moment is gone. She said goodbye, Andre, which I feel like she's already said before, but whatever. This is the most unpaid. This storyline was so annoying because there was no payoff, really. And so he walks out. But as he's walking out, he bumps into Montavious. Of course, he doesn't know it's Montavious, and we're technically not supposed to know that it's Montavious. But we know it's Montavious. So, the next scene, Little Murder is at his car. He's putting on his his floss. <laughs> so his grills and shit. He got his. He's taking his shit out the car. He about to change his outfit. 
and he sees his friend who scares him because he was just sitting in the corner shadows and shit. Why is his friend being fucking creepy like that? I'm like, you're being creepier. <laughs> you you think what I did was fucked up, but like you're being weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're gonna come at me and say it doesn't matter, why are you coming at me weird? Right. So he was like, why the hell are you over there all quiet hiding in the shadows and shit? And he says, you learn to be quiet in the funeral home, gotta respect the dead. He's like, you okay? <laughs> so he's like, let's... That was a Haley Colton line, for sure. <laughs> and then he said, I saw you coming from down by the river with you-know-who. You said that was on some one-time shit. So he knows about him? Right. I was thinking... There's two options. The first option is, of course, he somehow found out about him and Uncle Clifford, him and Uncle Clifford messing around before. Or two, he's messing around with another guy in some way, shape, or form, and he's like, "Oh, I thought that was a one-time thing. You like Uncle Clifford as well?" Hmm. I couldn't tell which one it was. Hmm. I think Cash had the first time child. Okay, so, so the friend is just angry and disgusted he's like you got all these you know women coming at you and all you want is men <laughs> he's like i got an ex an ex i have an executive coming out to come hear you and you know you're out here doing this shit okay i can't get laid before my big night <laughs> i mean geez so then his friend starts talking some chemical spiritual connection shit and he's like, I guess you like what you like, and that's cool. Couldn't be me. <laughs> but the heart want what the heart want. Can't control that. So then I'm wondering, where, what's the point of the conversation then? That's what I'm saying. For you to come at me so crazy and then be like, oh, well, I accept you. <laughs> what? What does that mean? I don't feel accepted. If anything, it was actually really dumb for him to do that. Why would you put your cards out on the table, and why would you let this man know that you could essentially out him if you wanted to. That's dumb. Also something that was kind of great. Lil Murder, the actor, the heavy breathing. His chest is pumping a thousand miles. I mean, a thousand beats per minute. Like, he is so nervous. You could tell, like, his whole mannerisms. He's shaken to the core. That he just got outed like that. Right, like, how fucking traumatizing. All of that for you to basically tell me, watch this step, because we all need to get this fucking money. So fuck whoever you want to fuck, but don't be so messy about it. And I feel like, you know what? That was a conversation we could have had after my big night. And <laughs> Well, yeah, why not tomorrow? And not while you're being all sketchy scary and sitting in the shadows and shit. So Andre comes home and he's so hot and heavy that he takes it out on his wife as soon as he sees her. And by take it out, we mean he boinks her instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he gets on his knees rather quickly like how off the press is ready to do something ready to stick a tongue somewhere stick a dick somewhere I guess. something I'm about to say he hasn't been home in weeks so this is the kind of encouragement you want little does she know is because Miss Haley Autumn Keisha Knight got him you know all hot and heavy Right, so he gives her a little licking. Um, but dare I say that licking was very little. 
And so he's yelling at her, don't run from me. I was like, okay. <laughs> I wish I found him more attractive. He's all right. He's he reminds me of a dude I feel like one of my friends would date. You know what I mean? Like not me. Yeah. It's like he he could be in my circle. It's one of those like, oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would I be with him myself? No. Um, they both bust in less than like three seconds. <laughs> Very Fifty Shades of Grey. Very Fifty Shades of Grey. She's looking at him, biting her lips. She's loving it. She's like, oh my god, he clearly missed me. You know, she's she's like, mm, what a welcome back. Right, right, right. Flip back to the club. Haley's on the stage, you know, barely dancing like she do. <laughs> and um, Mercedes is walking through the club. And she happens to walk up to Montavis because apparently he looks like money. And she's like, you're looking awful lonely. He's like, I'm cool. She wraps her arm around his neck. And he tosses it back and he's like he got his heart set on something else tonight and then points to none other than Haley so then Mercedes stands up and she like beckons Haley over and apparently she can see Mercedes but she can't see the man sitting next to Mercedes so Haley I mean Haley comes over and what do you know it's none other than Montavious sitting there waiting for her he's been doing all this his whole journey has led to this moment she wasn't even prepared and she was looking frightened scared and disgusted and Mercedes is like girl go get them go get the stacks like why are you look alive like what are you doing yeah like what's the hold up I just feel like Mercedes why would you (laughs) you wouldn't be like girl what's wrong (laughs) just like cause like why else would Haley be looking like that she does kind of for a second once they actually go away she's like wait something wasn't right but she's easily distracted right because none other than coach walks up he's surprisingly buff for a man his age um <laughs> i think that's the coaching aspect of it yeah i guess so um yeah he was hella cock diesel i'm like damn he like you like cock diesel's butt he has a nice tummy too mm-hmm. That's especially what I'm looking at. Anyway, they walk away to some other things. They're probably going to have their little private dance. And then we're flashed back to Little Murda. And, you know, he's behind the stage. And he's, you know, probably giving himself a little pep talk. He's walking up to the stage. He got his fur on. Hair dyed. Jewels on. Grills in. As we're watching him, it's also a side-by-side of Haley. And she's walking into the back room with Montavious behind her, looking scared. No one's stopping and asking her if she's okay. She's on her own. Little Murder realizes he can't look back. This is it. So Haley Montavious end up in the paradise room. And of course, he's sitting on the throne while she's standing there looking scared. He says, I've been up and down this river looking for you. She's looking frightened doing honestly the best acting that we've seen her do thus far and that's saying something um yeah everyone was acting their ass off in this episode mm -hmm. she says i shot you (laughs) and he said not good enough so where's my money Haley? and that's the end of the episode
Okay, so who's on display for you this episode? Montavious? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think it has to be him. We finally get some dialogue out of him. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. This character. He's sorry, I was just gonna say he's like the newest character on the scene now. Um and he's coming up to Haley, and like this is like, you know, this is the moment that I've been waiting for, mm-hmm. he's been waiting for, he's been waiting for, you know. So it only makes sense that it's him. Yep, and he was unmasked this episode and all of that. So yeah. <laughs> It is you, Montavious. Exactly. Okay. So uh, we're going to catch a little break, go get some snacks, go pee, go whatever. And when we get back, we're going to go over the last episode, the finale, and give y'all our thoughts on that. All right. So we're back. Hopefully you're feeling refreshed. And we're just going to jump right into it. So the next episode is uh, episode 108 or episode 8 and um, titled Murder Night and it's the season finale folks from Biloxi to Atlanta pack out the pink to see two shining stars ascend to the heavens <laughs> on a truly unforgettable night meanwhile Autumn's past finally catches up with her so what are you rating this episode Mm, a plus yeah every it tied up all the loose ends from the last episode and it felt like a finale it was great okay so it opens up with none other than autumn night and we're in the paradise room again she's still looking scared and sad and, and, and shook she turns around back to montavious she's like if you want my money it ain't here which we you know that's a fucking lie. It's, it's literally here. It's actually down right downstairs. She's like, I put it in the bank. He's like, you expect me to believe that you put like a quarter mil in the Chuckalisa bank. And they ain't asking you no questions. Um, and then she reveals that that was why she was washing the money in such a way. Um, right, which I said earlier too. I feel like I got a lot of payoff with Haley in this episode. My prediction, she really gave it to me. Yeah, exactly. And so they're like, he's like, mm. so they're supposed to believe that like this little club is bringing in that much. It's actually about to literally be on sale tomorrow. So we know for a fact it's not bringing in that much. But and apparently we learned that she was a former corporate accountant, whatever that means. And um, she had a head for business and a body for sin, <laughs> according to Montavia. <laughs> what a line. And then she gives another question classic line and she said underestimate how smart the pretty girl is okay, okay. <laughs> you pretty ass bitches can get away with murder and then she says almost <laughs> which okay so basically there's a knock at the door them earlier like there are cameras everywhere someone's gonna find me eventually right Haley goes to book it instead of to immediately start screaming which I felt like was a better look and she's like, listen, they're going to see us. Like, there's cameras all over this place. He's like, they're not coming. Don't don't worry about that. And you know what? He wasn't lying. Yeah, he ain't never lied. Because <laughs> them cameras definitely didn't come for that bitch. Those cameras were going very unwatched. 
<laughs> Let's talk about how many times they failed Haley that night. <laughs> <laughs> she was in there dancing stiffly for about an hour straight. She was in there for a very, very long time. Longer than she should have been. So the next scene we see Mercedes in her own little room and she's dancing for coach. We see the girls in the in the locker room and they're dancing. Um Mississippi's recording. She got her loomy light on. <laughs> and then she catches Will Murder in the back, you know, looking in the mirror, looking at himself. I don't know. Um, he's having a moment. And she grabs his hand and she's like, all right, let's 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 get ready to do this. They go out and they start performing their song. So wow. About the song. So everyone listening, please know that there were two points I texted Jay during this these two episodes. One was about the PTSD storyline, which clearly I lost. <laughs> that is the highlight of the last episode for me. And the highlight of this episode for me was this debut single. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. The lyrics are horrific. That's just to be, you know, get that out there. Uh, Catchy, yes. Do I like to sing the hook to myself? Yes. But do I hit the song? Absolutely. Right. Is the song doing its job because it's stuck in my head and I can't get it out? Yeah. Do I think it's better than the first? No. Do I want to be singing it? No. <laughs> so, Yeah, I don't enjoy singing it, that's for sure. Every time I'm singing it, I every time I catch myself, I'm mad, you know, that that I've been led here to this moment. So... Yeah, so they're performing. The crowd is loving it. The crowd knows his fucking songs. He's touched and amazed and honored and proud of that for a quick second that he gets right back into it. He's feeling himself. He's throwing his fire into the crowd. Uncle Clifford is like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> And we later see Uncle Clifford wrestle the quote back from the ladies that took it. Uh, what were we going to say? Um, right at this point, he's performing over love, which is obviously a charting single. <laughs> a charting single, right? So everyone's loving it. It's looking like Little Murder and Murder Night is going crazy. Then we get this other man who comes in looking like Omarion, <laughs> looking kind of like Daddy Dime, but not quite, still attractive. So anyway, so he's walking in and we can infer that this is the executive because he looks, you know, like he got a little coin, got a little money. He walks in with a little bit of an entourage. And he's like, man, this shit better be worth it. And so he's like, yeah, he's over there. I'm talking about this star power. But the man is distracted really by <laughs> Keyshawn. Um, it's pretty much love at first sight. <laughs> in his eye <laughs> he's like yeah I see a star right and he's looking at Keyshawn literally pop her ass <laughs> and he's feeling it and um, they also show Derek so we can assume that there's you know a little foreshadowing at play something's gonna go down right so Daddy Diamond's out front doing what he does best 
confiscating weapons and shit all sorts of other stuff then Big L says let me take this to the back and takes like the gun bucket <laughs> I guess <laughs> to the back which I didn't get why he needed to do that right in that moment was he trying to like steal the guns from them or something like yeah I don't know I didn't know what that meant either it, only because like they like he got up all slow and shit. And I was like, oh, like is something happening right now? Or uh, I was kind of confused at that point, but whatever. Maybe he just needed an excuse to go to the back so he could get the goods delivered. Well, the guy hadn't called at that point, did he? I, I, but you know, he has a drop time, so maybe he's thinking he'll call it. Maybe anyway. he's thinking, yeah, I gotta be, I gotta be around. Okay, maybe. So. We're back into inside the club. And um like I've already said, like it's going crazy, you know. Everyone's feeling it. It's great. We ain't never scared. DJ never scared. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the stage, the pink all-stars. And it's Toy and Gidget and some other hoes. <laughs> all supporting him. And then so they get ready to get the crowd all hyped and they're like, okay, we're about to play the new single, The New Lil Murder. So what are we thinking about The New Lil Murder song? Right, we kind of went in about it earlier, but moral of the story is the song is hideous. Right. Oh shit, wow, I forgot that quickly. Ignore that part. <laughs> it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> they cut to Uncle Clifford multiple times in the crowd throwing her glitzy fighter cape. Is she is so funny. She is so into this song. This is her favorite. This is her favorite single, which is crazy because the other one's supposedly about her. And then they show she's like, "Yeah, like with a, like with a fake gun." I'm like, "This girl is losing it over here." <laughs> I actually rewound them multiple times to watch. I was obsessed <laughs> with the twirling and the tossing and the shooting up. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm loving that." She's. Getting swept up in the magic of the night. M I, quickly, quickly, I, quickly, quickly, I, humpback, humpback, I, Mississippi pride, pride. Wow. Right. So it's a Checkalisa original. And the namesake that we speak of is out here twerking and losing her shit. Full of Mississippi pride. Mm-hmm. And everybody's watching her. The executive. And Zarek. And if Daddy Diamond could have been inside, he'd have been watching her too. So the next scene, <clears throat> we see Mercedes and she's in this sketchily. Sketchily? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sketchily lit back room. And um, yeah, it's like green in there. Yeah, she's <laughs> dancing on coach. And then he reminds her that he came last time <laughs> to see her dance. And she's upset about that because as we know, like that ended in her demise. <laughs> she got arrested. Right. And basically then proceeds to ask him for money. <laughs> what do you think? It turns out her plan from earlier was always to get the other tank cape from him. And then of course he's like, What am I, a walking billfold? Which pissed me off because and that's why she quickly was like well the relationship has always been transactional so I don't know like where you're why you're coming at my neck like this and he's like it doesn't have to be so he basically wants part ownership of her gym in order to give her the 10k 
And in exchange for the 10K he's and the part ownership, he's also going to put her up in like a penthouse and all sorts of other things. Basically, she'll be his mistress because he's also married. We find out. Yeah. <laughs> Which was interesting that he was willing to house her and have a wife. I don't know how I would feel about when I found out that my husband was out here begging a stripper to be his mistress. That bothers me. To pay for her housing and keep up, like truly pay for her entire life. It's one thing to go and throw a couple dollar bills, but it's another take her home and pay for her rent. And it's another thing, like why was if he dies and you find out his name, he has a part ownership of some fucking gym in Chuckalisa. You're like, what the fuck is that? Right, and then you go and you see, right, you see big booty ass Mercedes, and you're like, all right, <laughs> I know what's happening here. So the next scene, little Murder's coming off the stage. You know, he's on a performance high. The music exec comes up to him. He's like, you know, hyping him up, making him feel great. Bitches is recording the moment because they, they I guess they recognize the exec. And then little Murder, you know, he's he's making his way up. Some chick comes up to Lil Murder and is like, can you sign my titties and just whips them out? Literally goes full areola nipple out. I'm like, he could have just signed your cleavage. Whoa. Uncle Clifford comes out of nowhere and like yanks the hoe up. And the executive's like, okay, let's let's all make our way to, you know, some back room and let's talk business. Um, And he's really looking at Mississippi when he's saying it. And also just note that Derek is also calling Keyshawn's name and trying to get her attention and she's pretending like she don't hear him. I'm screaming at the cut to the next scene being Autumn Haley Knight staring deeply into the soul of the camera while she's dancing like (laughs) GTA style, hoping somebody will come save her. And it's crazy because Big L is literally there watching. If even comments, yellow girls don't have to try so hard. While he's eating his little chow mein, not realizing that this bitch needs help. <laughs> she did everything except for blink twice. <laughs> so Uncle Clipper barges into the back room. Well, maybe not really barge up at your own office, but whatever. Enters. Right. Enters her back room, looks up and basically sees the camera. And now we see that Miss Autumn Haley Knight has taken off her bra. As she's looking into the camera, <laughs> hoping that somebody will now come in. So then she goes and tells Big L to tell Diamond to handle it. So Big L radios Diamond. Diamond's like, I can't do it. I'm doing shit out here. You won't have to do with Big L. Big L's like, all right, I'm prepared. I'm going to go do it. And then Big L gets a call from his job. The, the drugs are here. Right. So he has to, you know, cash. He has to go chase the money. Exactly. Meanwhile, <laughs> Daddy Diamond is over here letting minors into the club because it's this, you know, young boy. But he's like, you know what? Fuck it. It's the last night. It's not like we can get shut down at this point anyway. So enjoy yourself. I was like, go ahead and rock. It's all right. And we actually know this kid. He's the one that was wearing Maine's ankle bracelet, like would hold it for him when Maine had to go other places and stuff. It's revealed that Maine's back in jail, but he sent this kid on a mission to come talk to Mercedes 
because he saw a couple episodes ago that missing persons report of Autumn Knight, aka Haley Colton, and he wanted her to know. So when he shows it to her, everything kind of clicks into place as to like why Haley was acting weird earlier and all the other shit. And he's he. And Mercedes sees the picture and sees the arm draped around Haley in that hand. And that hand is Montavious's hand. And then a, a great moment for me was the fucking ring. Like I said, this man poking around in that photo. The ring is what helps Mercedes identify and put everything together. Because this man is no good. So Coach wants to cheers to the agreement. She's like, I'm going to have to thank a little bit for your charity. Because I know it don't come cheap. It's feeling a little expensive right now, actually, is what she says. But that's really because she wants to go run and go find Haley because she just realizes that she set the bitch up with her abuser. Flashes back to uh, Lil Murda, Keyshawn, and the exec, and Lil Murda's friend. And they're talking big business. The exec is hyping him up, but like he makes it well known that he wants Keyshawn. Yeah, he's just really hustling, like, you know, they do in the biz, but he's not really into him. No, and it's funny because he also sees that Keyshawn is with, well, <laughs> we're supposed to believe that Keyshawn is with Lil Murda. Right. And I guess that doesn't phase him. He's like, whatever. And so basically becomes a problem because <laughs> they had to flip to DJ Murda. I mean, DJ never scared like that. Right, like he was corny and played out. <laughs> And so basically, during the discussion, it, it really seems that this executive is trying to get Lil Murda to basically leave his crew that he's currently with and get with some new execs and new producers and new crew. But Lil Murda's like, yo, like that guy over there is my boy. He linked us up. He's like, DJ Never Skate is my producer. He got this, you know, he got in my tracks. And so he's feeling loyal to them. But he's doing you know, the exec is doing what execs do. <laughs> and um, trying to convince him of a 360 deal. <sighs> and then Uncle Clifford walks in. Mm. <laughs> and she puts her hand on Lil Murda's shoulder. As she's wont to do, that's her man. And, you know, she just shut. She's like, what's going on? Like, what mean, what's the tea? Can I get y'all something? What y'all ballers doing? I got the... <laughs> Being such a great hostess. Being such a cutie. And Lil Murder says, we bought that business right now. But it's not even what he says. It's how he says it. And he doesn't look at... He doesn't look at Uncle Clifford as he's saying it. And so it's... It's... A, it's yeah, it's very stern and not a lick of eye contact. Exactly. So the two people that are in the room <laughs> that know that he's with Uncle Clifford immediately read, you know, the tension. They're like, oh, shit. Like, and so Uncle Clifford quickly snatches that hand back. And with a smile says, y'all enjoy your night. And then she says, Mississippi, don't stay too long. You're reckless looking for you. And... <laughs> Peer, peer over to see fucking Derek Stewart and Bruin at the, at the bar. Right. Lil Murda's in a position where he really can't defend because then it sounds like what it is. It's, 
that he's with her (laughs) it's sad that it can't be taken as just like an ally it has to be like oh you must be fucking her exactly you know how you know men pigeonhole themselves like that anyway so Keyshawn does the defending that little murder can't do and she's like better leave my boss alone you might think Uncle Peter Punk, but that bitch got a tongue like a Draco. That's my vata. Da, da, da. I was like, right, oh. ta, ta. that's my vata. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Again, I'm just calling to who's, who's ever doing the writing. Some bad choices were made in these last They're years. Right. Who the fuck wrote that? Me? <laughs> Terrible. But nonetheless, it impresses <laughs> the executive because he wants to sleep with her. And he's like, oh, shit, let me find out you got bars. Too. One of those. He said you're pretty in country sedity. <laughs> and you got that mouthpiece. Girl, I'll manage the shit out of you. And your homeboy too. <laughs> if he just let me. And she's like, Is this beard painted on? Do you it, see it, on the sides? It does look very, very black. The goatee <laughs> part, the goatee part looks like his, but the whole chin strap looks painted. Mm. Well, the next scene, Haley is still dancing, <laughs> still topless, still wondering why no one's coming to her aid, I'm sure. Doing that same move where she sways side to side and kind of moves the arms. Montavious lets her know that he did something to some guy that she used to know that helped her with some accounts. And he dangled him over a balcony. <laughs> you know, classic. And <laughs> yeah, he reveals that he murdered this guy. Yeah. <laughs> In the last moments of life, he revealed some bank account numbers. Like, what the fuck? And then he traced it all to a Chuckalisa Telex and saw somebody, her, pulling out nine stacks repeatedly. And so we realized that they weren't married and that he's in some sort of game. I guess that's where the ring comes from because then he looks at it. Um... He says, when you become Delta devoted, whatever that means. Anyway, so there's a knock at the door. They both look at it. Who is it? Well, Montavia says, hey, this room is occupied. And then we hear Mercedes' voice and she's like, bottle service, sir. So she comes in. She's like, I have complimentary bottles. And if you get an extra complimentary bitch to dance with you, yada, yada, yada. So now they're both in the room. Next thing, Uncle Clifford is back in her office low down and abandoned and rejected i know the hands are shaky can barely pour a drink it's sad right but then she looks up (laughs) and then she sees the hoes now two of them dancing in the paradise room one is topless just trifling (laughs) then it's knock at the door and it's little murder looking sad (laughs) <laughs> if I had made this myself yeah so Lil Murder walks in and he doesn't even have to say anything when he walks in you know what you just did to me you know how I feel because look at how you're emotional right now that was a lot yeah and he's like I don't even know what to say right now so Uncle Clifford snaps because she's like oh you're the one who said you didn't want to fucking fuck in the dark and now I'm out here trying to get comfortable. I'm not even comfortable with doing that, but I was willing to do it with you. And then I get all comfortable with 
trying to be in public with you and you do this to me? She said that grandmother told her when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And I'm the- pretty sure my Angelou said that, but okay. <laughs> but grandmother said it too. <laughs> I guess grandmother repeated it. Grandmother once said in my Angelou quote, the first person or first version of him that she met was Lil' Murder. So she was like, oh, it was nice seeing and meeting Lamarcus. And if he ever comes back and he's ready to live out loud, call me. But until then, get the fuck out because Lil' Murder, he's not the man I suck and fuck with and want to hold hands with in public. You can be hurt. That's definitely valid and fair. But I, I but I also feel like you just yourself two seconds ago was saying that we can't be out public. Now he's agreeing with you, so you're mad. <laughs> like I don't Right. And then sometimes, like even if you live in public, there may be a scenario or two where you may have to live in private for a second. So sometimes you have to unfortunately read the room and like maybe we can live out loud when it's me and my homeboy who already knows in Miss Mississippi here. If this dude wasn't here, we could have done that. But with this cat, while I'm trying to do business, n- uh-uh, not the time. Or maybe we can live out loud when I got the deal, when I got the audience, when I got the fans. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what a lot of you know closeted artists be doing. When they make it big is when they make that reveal, which is usually not really that much of a reveal, but um, <laughs> that they're you know gay or whatever, but. But in most choose to hide in the closet. Exactly. It's a tough position, especially for a male rapper. So, you know, I like they're trying to show the complexities of it. Yeah. Like, his soul wants to be with Uncle Clifford and, like, be a couple and and shout it from the rooftops. But it's just, like, in the situation they're in, in real life, it's a lot more complicated. And just, like... I don't know. It just shows the complexity of love. Like love is not always enough. Sometimes there's, there's always context and shit and it doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. So the next scene, <laughs> Derek is being a fucking creeper and he's standing literally right on the other side of the jewel barrier <laughs> and calling Keyshawn's name. And she's like, I'm with a fucking customer. Like you're going to like beat his scram. Right, don't try to do me like this. Don't try to fucking embarrass me, crazy. I wish her wig was pulled forward just two, three inches. Or shifted to the right a little bit more. It needs to, it needs to shift to align the part and a pull forward. Just a quick would be nice. Just a little bit. Am I being like very particular? Yeah. Because I have nothing but time. <laughs> Does she still look radiant? Yeah. So, um, you know, the music is like hands her his car and he's like, go ahead and go with your regulars and say, you know, press in and knock it down your door for you. And um, then his, you know, I don't know this man's name, so I'm just keep calling him Lil Murder's friend. Lil Murder's friend is like, are you sure like you care about Lil Murder? Because like you only seem to be talking about her and making a connection with her. And he's like, look, look here. Little Murder's are a dime a dozen. We could find him anywhere. But her, that black Barbie shit, he says, she's the reason that blue guap, I guess is his name, even came down here. Right, I guess blue guap is the 
company he works for, the record label. Boy. And so, you know, Lil Murder's friends. And blue is her color, so that does, that's interesting. Right. Connections? Question mark? And so he's like, listen, if you ain't gonna be interested in my friend, then you can walk. So the next scene, we see um, Keyshawn and Derek, he yanks her up on the sidebar of the club, side of the DJ booth. Quite surprised as to how no one's seeing this. Except for Daddy Diamond. <laughs> Except for we later learn Daddy Diamond because he's always there. I'm like, ain't this nigga movie outside? How is he in here watching? In the now? frame in which they reveal that he's watching it, it's so him. It's hysterical, right? And so he got her arm yanked up. He got his hand around her neck. He's like, "Get your shit!" And by the time I'm finished taking a fucking piss, you better be outside in the fucking car. And then she runs off, and then we see Daddy Diamond over there, way across the club. <laughs> Right, eagle eye vision. He can see exactly what's going on. <laughs> and so then we again slide back to the fucking paradise room. The bitches are still dancing. <laughs> and then Montavious pours out the champagne and is basically telling Mercedes to fucking hit the road. And she's like, if Haley wants me to leave, then I'll leave. Right, she reveals that she kind of knows what's going on because she calls her Haley. Exactly. And then Haley is like, Mercedes, you should go. And Mercedes is like, fine. Grabs the bottle, and then she does something that I wish she hadn't done. And this sequence, <laughs> when I say that my mom and I were hysterically laughing for like a little bit. <laughs> because, first of all, I hate that she broke the bottle. Another shiv. She made a champagne bottle shiv. I hate that she broke the bottle. She should just should, like smack them on the fucking side of the head with it. Right. Why then, didn't she use the bottle as a weapon? Why would you use a shiv as a weapon? Right. And then when he's disoriented, then you can break the bottle and do what you need to do. But to like give it away that you're about to fucking rock his world by breaking the bottle beforehand was crazy. And then he does some fucking ninja trick and he like <laughs> the way he dived back his the way he, his back caves for him to avoid yeah, it. as he jumped in a suit. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like on some real shit. We were hysterically laughing. It was so dumb. And so he yokes up Mercedes. He's like, Where the money at Haley? She's like, I bitch, I got it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. So he keeps Mercedes as collateral. And Haley runs out to go get the money. <laughs> but what we see is Haley quickly strip out of her clothes, put on her fucking outfit, grab her money, notices that her gun is missing. Keyshawn probably got it. What we can infer. And this bitch hightails it out of the fucking club. <laughs> And Mercedes like, she got the money, I seen it. She gonna come back. And he's like, I don't know. She's a cold, cold bitch. She left me. She gonna leave you. She ran out on me. She gonna run out on you. And then we do see a... He also calls her easy bitch to love, easier bitch to hate. Which, again, who's doing the writing? Either event. And we do see Haley in her car revving that shit up. Ready to bounce. Yeah, she was ready to take that money and go. But then she realized, I guess. Well, we, her car is a hoopty and it didn't start up automatically. Because had it started up on the first turn, she would have left. 
<laughs> right? Let's be real. Let's be real. Little Murder is back and performing again. Um, didn't know he had that many tracks. Wow. Big L is still out here doing his little drop. And also in this act, he's doing he's doing push-ups on stage. Just like what is going on? There's so much going on. I couldn't even get into details, so I ignored it. Um so just know everything's having rapid fire. We only have 15 more minutes left to the, the finale, so you know, everything's everything is culminating, you know what I mean? So the next scene, we're quickly back with Uncle Clifford. She radios for Big Al. She's like, where the fuck are you? He's like, I'm in the office. And she's like, no, you ain't. I'm in the office. And he's like, all right, I'm office adjacent. And as she's like cursing him out, she looks up and she sees on the screen, you know, some crazy shit going down, a.k.a. Montavious having Mercedes in a damn chokehold, probably. Right. It finally has all led to this moment where they're fighting this man two against one. Right. Uh, well, at this point, really one against one because Haley still is technically not in the scene yet. Right, technically. <laughs> so, quickly, flips to another scene. We're in the bathroom and it's Derek <laughs> taking a piss. This scene, I that was like fat chance. This wasn't is never this, how this would go down either. Wasn't this a nuts-ass scene? <laughs> they take some real risk with the writing on this show. They took though. some liberty with these last two episodes. I'll give them that. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, you know, there's people in the bathroom. They're making out, being nasty. Diamond gives them a little quick head nod, like, get the fuck out. And they, they run out. Derek doesn't even get to wash his hands first. Right. Because immediately Dom was like, yo, Derek. <laughs> Derek looks over his shoulder. Daddy Dom is doing that dramatic. He's rolling his shoulder like he's really about right. to fuck this Like he got to turn, he roll his shoulder. He wants to get, because he knows he wants to like, you know, be some ass. You know what I mean? So you already know like what he's in here <laughs> about to do. Because then he immediately asked why you was just yoking up Keyshawn just like that. He said, Darwin, that ain't none of your business. He said, putting your paws on these girls is my business. He's like, look, Diamond, you don't want to rumble with me, which I thought was pretty crazy. <laughs> this um, whole episode is honestly, <laughs> these last two episodes, I was screaming at most of the, most of the scenes. It truly was hysterical to me. He said, Everything. Diamond, you don't want to rumble with me. And really, he wasn't lying. Right. And you know what? He did it. So, <laughs> um, and he said, you're the one who don't want the smoke. I, that was pretty crazy. Um, and then he calls him a gutter N-word. And you know what? Hard R N-word. Yeah. And Diamond says, hmm. <laughs> Me too. Retweet. Hmm. And then immediately punches this man in the But wait, the way he punches him, he jumps up in the air and he lands on one foot and then he goes to punch him. <laughs> Again, he does all of that just to punch. It's the same thing with like Montavious and the way he's like arching, jumping back. <laughs> Who did the set? Because it was obviously some like karate influence. What is going on? It was so weird. And <laughs> <laughs> and they're punching and 
some of the the punches are missing. I'm not gonna fake like it. That's a lot of them weren't connecting. (laughs) What is happening? Like, and they shouldn't have. The camera angle also didn't help. It made it so obvious that none of the hits were connecting. It looked like a bad Japanese karate film. Yeah, like (laughs) Like, truly. Like, I'm guessing it wasn't supposed to connect, obviously, because you don't want to hurt the actors, but it was just like, you're supposed to, like, hide that, you know? Yeah, they accidentally broke the fourth wall in that moment because we could see them as actors not hitting each other. And are you really expecting me to believe that Derek would, like, hold his own against fucking Mr. Iraqi over here? Like, I'm just not understanding. It doesn't make any sense. Like, where is that true, like, he loses it and he blacks and he thinks he's back in the war. That's that what energy? I wanted. I wanted him to beat this man down to a motherfucking pulp, act like this nigga was a target in your war, and I that's what I wanted. Right, if it was really full circle, we would have seen a flashback of him in the war at like one moment, in that moment where he was fighting Derek and then he would have came back in real life and whooped his ass. That would have made sense, but that didn't happen. Exactly, and, and this is my problem with introducing a plot line that makes no sense just for the sake of doing it and not falling up with it. Because it doesn't make sense why Derek was able to, like, why that fight was prolonged for that fucking long. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense if Daddy Diamond is who y'all are trying to say that he is. Right. Because what bouncer also can't handle, you know what I mean? Like, the point of you being the bouncer is that, like, if somebody starts to fight, you got it. I didn't like how they wrote my 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 baby like that. Like that was a problem. But anyway, so as I said, I also text you that his overall character arc on these last two episodes was really upsetting. I didn't like this, and even the way he ends, I don't like it. Anyway, so I'm just like, it was almost like they didn't know that they wanted him to be like a really full character, and then they decided midway through, like due to like people's response, like yeah, like you want him to be a real character, so they like. <laughs> wrote random stuff to kind of give him more like of a fleshing out it's dumb I would have rather just have you like focus on his storyline a little bit more the next season and it's like an actual storyline that makes sense but hey what do I know so the next scene <laughs> again Uncle Clifford Paige and Diamond 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 where are you grabs a gun from the gun bucket cock <laughs> What the angle they had when she cocked the gun was so funny. Oh my gosh. They just had so much fun with her. Right. And then so she's running to the paradise room. Haley comes in and she got a bag full of money. She's like, here, it's the whole 250K. Montavious closes the door, locks it, brings the chair over, which was weird. And he's like, how do I know it's all there? She's like, it's all there. Daddy Diamond and Derek are still fighting in the bathroom. Somehow there's a gun involved now. Flashes back to them in the paradise room. And she's like, you didn't even ask about our child. She reveals that the child's dead. He looks like he feels some sort of remorse about that. But, um... Right, because earlier he revealed that he found her when she already had the kid. So the kid's not even his. So it's his stepkid, and he threw her to the side. (laughs) <laughs> the next scene is still they're still playing in the bathroom this when they took a fight <laughs> it's so they, outdone they literally 
so what y'all don't know that we're laughing at is that they literally took this man up and threw him to the fucking <laughs> across the wall like a fucking rag doll. Right. He <laughs> hangs on. He uses this um like Daddy Diamond. He begins to suspend himself from the bathroom stall like a monkey bar, and he kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> He double kicks him in the chest, sending him flying, Derek flying through the bathroom door, landing on his back in the middle of the club. Right, everyone's like, get the fuck out, gun, gun. Everybody's running. The gun is pointing in the air, shots are firing. Again, we're back in the fucking paradise room. Montavious is still threatening the girls, and then they hear the gunshots, and they're like, what the fuck was that? Mercedes takes that time of distraction to to knee Montavious and then um, Haley finds something on the ground and thumps him over the head with it. It's mayhem in the club. The gunshots are still firing. Keyshawn, I said Keyshawn. Derek and Daddy Diamond are still fucking fighting with this gun. Uncle Clifford is still trying to get to the Paradise Room. The Paradise Room is not that far, child. I don't understand why she hasn't gotten her yet. Yeah, we see her getting caught up in like the crowd and everyone's running stampede. against her. And she runs into every person in the stampede. <laughs> every every single, single person. person. Um, and then obviously Big L is still out there doing his drop and they see all these people running like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And he like, damn, I can't leave my job for five minutes? Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> so after Uncle Clifford is getting turned around, so much. <laughs> she finally makes it somewhere. Gigi comes running out. She sees um, Keyshawn standing by the car. She's like, "Oh my!" Like Diamond and Derek are like fighting, and it's a gun on the flow. So Keyshawn runs back in the club. They're still doing some sort of karate ninja tricks in the fucking paradise room. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How many? How long does it take to get this man down? He's like a fucking roach. He will not die. <laughs> He's like knocking bitches against the wall and like throwing them around like ragdolls. They have so many points where they stab or thump this man over the head with something. Mercedes stabs him in the leg, but that doesn't throw him off enough. It was feeling very like Players Club. Especially yeah. when... <laughs> For sure. Especially when her wig got ripped off. I didn't like that and here's why right her areola slipped and her wig fell off because why did they have to write in the dark skin character to get her wig cut off but Haley's was still on Haley deserved for her wig to fall off at this point Haley could have got her wig snatched how come Haley didn't get her wig snatched so we could see her natural hair and then it will be full circle she's Haley Colton <laughs> so we could see her in her bald cap I thought that was a little bit colorist, but hey, what do I know? Anyway, so <laughs> Uncle Clifford runs up in the room and she points the gun at Montavious. Montavious grabs Mercedes and, you know, has her around by the neck, trying to use her as a human shield. And then <laughs> and then Uncle Clifford lets out a shot. But mysteriously, we don't see who's shot. Then we're back into the middle of the club. Derek and fucking Diamond are still fighting. Daddy Diamond's face is fucked up. I'm gonna say, and actually, Derek is fucking him up. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> understanding 
how he would have gotten fucked up? Is he like a fucking karate man? Like, <laughs> he just beats everybody's ass, huh? So, anyways, so. Now I see why Mercedes, I mean, not Mercedes, when I see why Mississippi is scared of his ass. Shit. I say, Diamond can't do it, man. Who can't? Right, Diamond talking all that big shit. You need me to handle that. Ain't no problem. Boy, it is a problem because. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in the club. Diamond's <laughs> getting fucked up by Derek, which I feel like it's just unrealistic writing, and I stand by it. And Keyshawn's like, Derek, stop. Stop. And then <laughs> he's like, the, the drops, the drop punches that he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that one punch where he throws his whole body into it. <laughs> he goes tumbling onto the floor. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Is this is wild. Wasn't understanding what the fuck was occurring. Um, He's pulling legs. They're... It, it was just outrageous. How did um, he slam his entire body onto the stage? Also, like, <laughs> he picks him up, slams him. Onto the stage. <laughs> First of all, wouldn't your fucking back break? And if not, wouldn't those shards of glass like get into your skin? What the fuck is going on? And they still got the gun, and the gun is still firing. And Keyshawn is like trying to. First of all, after you slam me, body slam me onto the fucking stage, I should be done for. Like. <laughs> because this man like is like he's like Montavious he's a fucking roach he refuses to die oh the way he slams him on the fucking <laughs> stage and that nigga is not even phased at yeah, all and then he drags him and slams back again and yeah! <laughs> it means nothing <laughs> and I'm just like okay and then all of a sudden well we see Keyshawn cock a gun and she's holding the gun up at Diamond and she's crying She's like, Diamond, please. Yeah, it was sad. That I'm was like, sad. really? Because, first of all, the way Diamond looked at her while he's gushing blood all over the place, he could barely stand up. I did all this for you. Are you going to tell me you would shoot me in this moment if I don't stop fucking him up? I, literally, this whole thing is because of you. Because of you, I never stray. <laughs> Like, that's actually insane. If I was Diamond, I swear to God, I'd probably have to punch her, too. Because I'm just like, you're insane. I would have turned the gun on both of them. (laughs) (laughs) You're in spiritual bondage with this man. Like, you don't understand. Like, you're about to shoot me over this man, and I just started this whole fight. (laughs) Daddy Diamond's acting in this moment is horrible. He should have acted like he just got fucked up. He looks drunk. Why is he walking like that? He looks very like GTA. Like Mississippi's acting is good, so it's really hard to watch his close-ups where he's supposed to be acting with his face. He's doing a horrible job. Thank she God said, he's cute. She said, I said get off of him now. I hate that she had to carry the scene on her back. <laughs> yeah, she really did. I said get off him now. He's looking at her like, wow. This is a betrayal. Can they ever recover from this? I don't know. Anyway, she's embarrassed, shocked, sad, crying, sniffling. He's looking at her again. Very Frankenstein, the way he's, like, walking back. Um, Screaming. There's a this gunshot. And the way he just, he, like, scurries. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he, scurries, he scurries on all fours to get the gun. <laughs> <laughs> you would never do wait, wait, wait. that. Shut up, bitch. Mute yourself. 
there's a gunshot that goes off in the distance. They both look in the direction, and then he, as Jay was saying, immediately scurries off. <laughs> kind of all on all fours like a primate, and just runs and goes in the direction of the gunshot. But this, I'm hysterically laughing at the fucking way Derek is laid out on the stage. <laughs> First of all, you would not naturally be in that position. <laughs> It's just like his upper back on the stage, and like he would have he would have fallen from that position if he was comatose like that. I'm not understanding how he's literally standing on his feet. It's, it's just I can't really describe it. You'll just know that nobody would naturally be in that position. So anyway, Montavious and Uncle Clifford are still in the room fighting. Now it's fucking three bitches trying to kill this man. And kick this man's ass. And I don't understand why it's still taking so damn long. They're fighting over the gun. The gun obviously flings across the room. Somebody drop kicks <laughs> And then three shots ring out as Diamond is trying to go back there. His acting, again, is not best. I've seen him do way better. He's not really an action <laughs> movie kind of actor. He's trying to dip and dodge the bullets that are coming out of the room. And again, we could have had a, a war flashback at this point, and that would have been more appropriate. But anyway, the, the moral to the story is that Diamond is late anyway. Because then he looks down, he sees blood pooling, running out of, from under the door. So, no thanks to Diamond, but the night's over. So, Holy and she's like, shit. get off him now. And I'm like, well, it looks like Diamond did the job because this man's passed out. It looks like the stage slam did do the trick, huh? Fades to black. Next scene, we, we basically learn via radio that there were, um, that the pink is still up auction today. Last night, tragedy, shot, tragedy struck, and there were 20 people that were injured on a night management aptly called murder night <laughs> Uncle Clifford's grandmother is bent out of shape over it she's hysterically crying the Chuck Lisa mayor is using this obviously as a prime you know time to step in he's like as your new mayor I will make sure that this will never happen again you know one of those Uncle Clifford comes out and what are we calling this outfit I don't know. It's obviously a funeral outfit. I mean, duh. But it's giving funeral is the long title, but giving funeral, if you were going to a funeral of someone you murdered, it was your husband, and it snapped, and you're getting his insurance money. I'm about to say, you bought your outfit with, with the cash that he used to give you, your allowance money, and um, you're just you're just showing up to the funeral to make sure that he's dead. That's one of those. <laughs> right, to make it look good so they can't say, she didn't even come to the funeral. Exactly. Uh, next scene, we see Mercedes. She don't got no wig on it. Uh, again, they got her looking crazy. She's sitting on the sidewalk outside the gym turn- church. And she sees her mom. And it's hard to watch because she's basically begging her mom for a second chance. And her mom says, fuck out of here. Fuck you, basically. She said, ain't I dead to you? Don't do that after you stole my money. Again, this wasn't supposed to be a church. You didn't do anything to deserve it. Yeah, so I'm here coming to you humble on bending knee and for you to act like that. Mm-mm. Next scene, we see Andre and his wife checking out of the hotel. 
and they're gonna head over to the auction. We see all the ladies dressed up for the funeral, and then we realize the funeral is the auction. <laughs> they're not showing up for a dead person or whatever. Um, they're dressed in black because you know their beloved pink is up for sale. And the mayor comes in an all red suit, red tie, red shirt, red top, red bottom, red hat, red shoes. Satan out. Right. My AP English teacher would love this moment, this motif. Anyway, so, and, uh, you know, the auction's about to begin. Everybody could take your seats, please. And then they start the bidding. Andre's in the back lifting up his, you know, little paddle. And we realize that he has a cap for 200K for the lot. And then someone else walks in and everyone looks over because they make a bid to top Andre's bid. And everyone's like, wait, who is that? And then we see it's fucking Haley. Right, my next Haley prediction that came true, the money comes through. Exactly. And of course, she's dressed in all white, more motif. But so dramatic, the big glasses, her standing, refusing to sit, all dramatic. All this, the symbolism, I was like, all right, we got it. You know, granddaddy's getting mad at Andre because then it quickly gets up to 200,000, which was his cap. And he's like, listen, like, you need to call that man and you need to make sure you need to get cleared for more money. So obviously he's calling, he's calling, he can't get through in time. And then he does something pretty peculiar. Right, he concedes. Yeah, he just like, fuck it, I mean, shit. She deserves it, why not? Why not? Maybe because she put up 250000 which I thought was pretty crazy. That's every last dollar she had. That doesn't make any sense. If he was going to let her have it, he should have just wagered her up to like a hundred and let her have the rest of the money back. Shit. Or she was dumb. When she saw that he started calling numbers and shit at 200, then I'm staying at 205. <laughs> Max. Yeah, she did like, take herself to the next level. To impress everybody? I don't know. I must say, it was very extra. I'm not understanding who wrote that. That was dumb. Because if we're not mistaken, there was a shootout literally last night. So the windows and doors are fucked up. The infrastructure needs work. The kitchen needs work. I mean, there's duct tape on some of the couches. You know what I mean? There's chips embedded in the fabric, but hey. So her and Andre have a passing look moment. And he's like, you know, whatever, fine, fuck it. Uncle Clifford, I love his outfit. It's so funny. Yeah, literally, I was just about to say body on. (laughs) In the outfit you would wear to a funeral if you had killed the person. Exactly. Even with down to the bag. And so Uncle Clifford approaches her. She's like, look who done come back wearing sunglasses and all white after Labor Day. I love that because I was just telling my brother about that. He didn't know about that rule. I'm like, are you crazy? Because then she's like, you know, you know, that brings bad luck. She's like, well, you make your own luck, partner. And they shake hands on it. Uh, Uncle Clifford and Haley. And grandmother are back at the pink, and Uncle Clifford is sweeping up, cleaning up. You know, and then Uncle Clifford asks, why did you do it? Why buy the pink? And Haley was like, you know, you, I owed you, and now you owe me. Right, I'm <laughs> sure that'll come full circle next season. Exactly. So then Mercedes walks in. Okay, first of all, this FX person keeps doing black eyes on the same eye for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
<laughs> which is hilarious. So Mercedes and <laughs> Haley both got the same black eye, which, okay. Yeah, they have matching black eyes. I don't remember them getting punched in the eyes, do you? Mm, no. But... <laughs> okay. Okay, just checking. Again. <laughs> and let alone both of them didn't need it, but okay. Um, you know, so she's coming back with her tail tucked between her legs, and we can infer she too might be at the pink next season. And she, this is giving me big little lies because she seems like, you know, they all have a little secret. They all got to keep it. And she's checking in like, oh, is it taken care of? She's clearly the one out of the three that's like scarred by murdering somebody. Right, because when they were announcing what happened at the club that night, no one said. So they took care of it together. It's like next season is someone going to crack and tell. If it is that person, they're making it seem like Mercedes would be that person. Also, she's just vulnerable because her mother just turned her down. So she really needed her mother to step up. Too oh, she her mom turned her down. She don't got no money. And quite frankly, she wouldn't have been involved in any of this shit had her mom not taken her money. And, you know, because she would have, would have had her gym. She would have been doing things toward that. She wouldn't have been in the club that night. But yeah. Right. And she missed another one of her last dances. <laughs> this bitch will never get to have the last dance. So then it ends and it by Haley saying because it's opening time at the pink and they um and they I mean Uncle Clifford and Haley give each other a devious look and they cut to the credits and then they say if you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence in any form support is available I was like whoa I did not see that coming after this episode hey it's real I wonder if there's like a, like a TV thing that you have to do. I think so. Must be an ordinance or something. <laughs> Not an ordinance. <laughs> <laughs> because they do that for like abuse. Teen moms. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, which is fair. You you can't depict stuff like that and like traumatize people and like not like, you know, throw them a hotline. Okay, so who is on display for you for this episode? Wow, 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 wow. Honestly, Daddy Diamond. His through line for me, his through line for me, he supposedly buried this body. He was doing all that shit with Derek. He was giving us sexy. He also let that kid into the club so that he could tell Mercedes, which kind of saved Autumn. He is everything in this episode and gave me some really good laughs. So. That's true. That's true. And that's fair. So Daddy Diamond, once again, it's all you, baby. Is this his first one? I don't think so. I, think I feel like it him. is. Are you sure? I feel like we threw him a chicken-headed one one time. <laughs> Maybe we did give him an accidental one, but we had been calling This is a real movie. one. Yeah, this is a like, real, real one. I know that for sure. <laughs> this is like you actually were a part of the episode. So it's you. That's what I'm saying. They actually decided at this point that they were going to keep you on and renew your contract. So they started giving you more things to do. So I really look forward to his storyline next year and to see where he ends up. So y'all, that was P-Valley. Wow. Our first show that we've covered in completion. Right. Because we finished BH, but like we didn't start the whole thing. (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. They're done. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> so I guess until season two, no more P Valley coverage, guys. And we'll be, we know we follow P Valley updates. We follow P Valley on IG. We'll be watching and waiting. Exactly. Um, and it can honestly only get better from here because with more popularity comes better budget and <laughs> better writing, better sets. So, you know, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, beyond. Beyond hopeful. Um, but yeah, other than that, again, follow us on housewives.on.display. <laughs> And if you have a show that you want us to cover, uh, just let us know. DM us, message, post it underneath a post or whatever. <laughs> right, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Right. Either way, let us know. This was it. What a great season. Um, some of the writing wasn't that great, but it was still, it was still good overall. Can't be mad. Right, definitely yeah. some tough points, but really just comedy <laughs> right and that's that on that so until next um, time folks yeah so the only breaking news is there was a presidential debate yesterday and both candidates are buffoons that's the wrap <laughs> on that and until next time right <laughs> <laughs> all right adios all right.